Hogan. I am Pat. And I'm Sean. And we're the guys from the Six Months Behind podcast with an episode of our What's Next podcast, where we look at the deeper reads that you can find in the Marvel app. How you doing, man? I'm all right. How are you? I'm okay. Uh, this week, we're going to look at, it's going to be basically the first of two Brian Michael Bendis episodes. And we're going to look at a few books that he did. Um, for anyone to, who's not possibly familiar with uh, Brian Michael Bendis, we're going we're to do Secret War, by the way. Yeah. You, you told me you read it a while back, didn't you? I, I have read it. It's been a while. Okay. So Bendis started doing indie work. And then he did some private stuff at Image, did a couple of DC books, I think maybe, you know, kind of just freelance stuff. Yeah, and doing work where he could get it. Right. And then he wound up at Marvel and they gave him Ultimate Spider-Man. And he was the guy tapped to do the Ultimate Spider-Man book. Yeah. And he basically, I didn't even realize it. He did like Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate Team-Up, Ultimate Fantastic Four, Ultimate X-Men. I mean, he did that whole that first whole group of ultimate books, he did them. Yeah. Um, until basically until the ultimates came along when, um, Mark Millar and Brian Hitch did it. You know, he did all the books. Well, what happened is in Oh three, those ultimate books were selling 150,000 copies an issue. At a time when, you know, after the market crash in the, in the mid nineties, if a book sells a hundred thousand copies, even today, if it sells a hundred thousand copies, it's done something. Okay. Yeah. And those books were selling in 2003, between a hundred, 150,000. And the rest of the titles of Marvel's titles were well below a hundred. And the Avengers were hanging out in the fifties, 58, 59,000 copies a month. And I'll tie this to the Avengers in a minute. So Marvel went to him with this plan for this thing called secret war, where he just kind of takes some heroes, throws them together, sends them to Latveria, and they dethroned the ruler at that time who wasn't doomed. It was a lady whose name I didn't write down and I forgot. Yeah. She was actually and, in the, um, the Spider-Man comics all the, not all that long ago. And um, I forget her name, but she was, trying to take Latveria back over and Spider-Man stopped her. Yeah. Yes, he did. Now that you mention it. Um, so Brian Michael Bendis comes up with the concept for secret war and he puts together a group of characters that we'll discuss in a, in a little while. And the first book comes out in February of 04. Now what was supposed to happen and we'll discuss this in a moment too, is these books were supposed to ship quarterly. They didn't. Okay, they, they were they never do. Uh, they didn't. <laughs> they were February of 04, May of 04, October of 04, March of 05, and December of 05. Oh my okay. god. Yeah. That's, yeah, no, what, uh, that's some doomsday clock level. Yeah, what happened problems. is a guy named Gabriel Del Otto. Yeah, the artist. Was uh, he was an artist, he was a painter. And I I didn't know this. Until, until I got to read about him, because I thought I'd never heard of this guy before. And I'm thumbing like the first, maybe through the first issue, and I thought, holy cow, this book is gorgeous. And then I go back and read it and realize he painted every single panel. Mm -hmm. Okay. And unlike uh, uh, um, Alex Ross, 
he apparently can't paint an issue and get it in on time. And there's a reason that Alex Ross basically just does covers these days. Yeah, because that stuff's hard. It's hard, man. And he got way over his head, which is why they had all the shipping schedule problems. Because he just, but the book is gorgeous, man. I just thumbed through it again a few minutes ago. And his use of colors and and forget forget how good the artwork is. It's not as photorealistic as Alex Ross's is, but it's close. But his use of colors is just amazing. Like the last issue is all blue. The issue where Spider-Man and Daredevil introduced is almost all red. Mm-hmm. And it's just, dude, the book just looks amazing. And it's hard to say, okay, you took a year and a half to ship a book, nearly two years to ship five books. But when you look at that artwork and you see it now in either in a trade edition or you see it on Marvel Unlimited and you're able to just sit in and read all five issues, you're like, holy cow, does that thing look good? So the plot basically is Nick Fury determines that Latveria has been selling all it likes Stiltman and the Scorcher and I forget who else. They like have a million dollars worth of worth of armor or equipment or costume, and they're robbing a bank for fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, and Nick Fury sits there and th- thinks this doesn't make sense. So he begins investigating, and what what he learns is Latveria is giving them all of their weaponry and their their guns and all of their stuff because they basically want to cause a uprising in the United States with the with these people when they're ready, and. Yeah. So, so Jerry's giving it to him. So Fury goes, to, right. Fury goes to the president and um, the president says, no, we don't want to do anything about it. Which again, seems strangely familiar. And um, so Nick Fury just decides, okay, I'll do it myself. And this is the last time, by the way, this series is Nick Fury's last. Uh, what am I looking for? His last act as leader of shield. Yeah. After this, he's replaced by Maria Hill. Um, other things happen. Then you get into um, uh, original sin, and we go down that path. You know, th- so this is his really his last act as as leader of Shield. But he gets his team together. Now his team consists of Captain America, Luke Cage, Spider Man, Wolverine, Daredevil, Black Widow, and Daisy Johnson. And he gets them together. They go to Latveria. They basically overthrow the government there attacking the lady whose name I can't remember. We just can call her the lady because I forgot to run her name down. Yeah. Attacking her on a one year anniversary. She comes back and begins avenging what they did to her. And Luke Cage is put in the hospital. Almost dies. dies. Um, Daredevil's uh, Matthew Murdoch is attacked at his house and Spider-Man happens to be there at the moment. And, And all these heroes that participated in this were coming under attack, Fury shows up because he feels bad about it. Caps furious because he knows what happened, and because what Fury did is once the mission Latveria was completed, he brainwashed them so they wouldn't remember. And yeah. if you think that sits well with Logan being brainwashed to forget anything, dude, when he shows up in the fourth or fifth issue, I, you know, returning to the, to the final act where they're all the villains are together and they, they're all tied together to become this big bomb. That's going to blow up New York city. He ain't happy, man. He is, he is one ticked off dude at Nick Fury. 
Yeah, that's the dude you don't want to tick off. Yeah, I mean, he basically he he kills Nick Fury and finds out it's an LMD. Of course, it's an LMD. I mean, that's that's how mad he was. So at some point, Fury swapped himself out with an LMD. But the point of all this is this started selling so well with the first two issues that Marvel was like, hey, we're on to something. Why don't you do this with the Avengers? And they had one of those infamous meetings and they said, okay, we do Avengers disassembled and then we relaunched the team. Yeah. So in September of 04, they started Avengers disassembled. In December of 04, they launched the new Avengers. Now, you remember the list I read before? Let me read who were on the new Avengers at that time. Captain America, Luke Cage, Spider-Man, Wolverine, Echo. She was going by Ronan, but Echo, Spider-Woman, and Iron Man. And Daredevil was there for the first six-issue arc. Mm-hmm. Okay? He, he eventually, he kind of came and went on the team, but he was there for the first six-issue arc. So what? Brian Michael Bendis basically did was took this same team from secret war, did Avengers disassembled and blew up everything they had, put them in Stark's tower. Okay. Put the new Avengers together with, for all intents purposes, the same heroes he had in, in secret war and formed the new Avengers. Yeah. And again, if you look at the sales and I kind of, I like rummaged around, you know, I looked at like Oh three sales and Oh four sales and Oh five sales, dude, um, the new Avengers were the hottest book out there, man. They were selling 150,000 copies instantly. And, and you and I were both people who were buying them. Yeah. And, and all of this, they, there are people who insist that, and, and Brian Michael Bendis has never commented on this, but the secret war house of M and Civil War and Secret Invasion were all one big story arc. And and Bendis is like, no, it just kind of happened. But they're really not. But did, once he got the ball rolling with New Avengers, it kind of happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that was his historic run on Avengers. So you can kind of, I mean, in a time where we think of, you know, artists or or writers runs on, on series, they kind of become their own stories like that. I mean, you know, it all interconnects. So, yeah, and, and it did. I mean, this this Secret War was just from Bendis's writing because understand, first off, nobody had ever put this group of characters together before. Certainly, no one considered calling them Avengers, which is what Bendis did. His writing on on Secret War is just amazing. His uh, New Avengers run is even is even more amazing. This is just this is just classic stuff, and and everybody knows about New Avengers. You know, everybody knows about Avengers disassembled. Everybody knows about New Avengers. Nobody knows about Secret War because it just it just kind of got lost, man. I mean, it came out by Bendis, and it was hot. And dude, by the time that the fifth issue came out, nearly two years later, a year and three quarters later, everybody had forgotten about it, and by that time he was a year into new Avengers and that's what right. everybody was buying. And, and he was like, Oh, well, secret war still out there. Okay. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, you know, yeah. people always, especially in the, in this age of the MCU, people just think of Spider-Man as an Avenger, but this was the first time mm-hmm. he ever got to that level. I mean, you know, he'd team up with the fantastic four occasionally, but you know, dude was street level. Yeah, and if you if you read the right way he's characterized in Secret War, 
you can tell he's he's Bendis writes him that he's unaccustomed to this and because he had never it almost became a thing that Spider-Man will never be an Avenger. Everybody will be an Avenger. And if you look, I want to say it was, what was it? 400 where they, where they did Avengers disassembled or 500. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Four or five issues. Anyway, in all those issues, Spider-Man had never been an Avenger. There, a couple of times he made appearances. You know, there was like the, um, one of the Thanos crossovers that went from Marvel two and one to Marvel team up to, the Avengers, you know, so he kind of teamed up with them there, but he was never an Avenger. Yeah, he was never on the roster, so, never in the mansion, never in the tower. He wasn't an Avenger. He was, and and Marvel often treated him as, like you said, never going to be an Avenger because they wanted to keep him, you know, separate from everyone else. And it was a big change in precedence to to have him cross over. Same thing with Wolverine. You know, Wolverine was an X-Man and, you know, he had his solo stuff and he'd make appearances occasionally, but they never put him on the team. And, and that was a big deal. Yeah. Same thing with Luke Cage, man. I mean, he never, you know, he and Danny Rand always teamed up. He and Iron Fist always teamed up, but he never, they never thought about putting him under Avengers. He, he was actually in the Fantastic Four at one point, but he was never an Avenger. So yeah, right. man, it's, it's at, a, it's a cool series. At the time that they bring Luke Cage around in this, uh, how long had it been since he'd actually there'd actually been a Power Man comic? Dude, it had been a while. He had been making appearances in uh in Alias and the Pulse, mainly in the Pulse. Mm -hmm. But Power Man as a character was just dead. Luke Cage's character was just dead, man. Yeah, he just wasn't around. And you know, Brian Michael Bendis is the reason that he's the character he is today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it dude. He absolutely is. Yeah, and a lot of people remember Disassembled because, you know, that was a big deal. Um, <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis got so much flack for it at the time. Dude, he got and, so much hate mail at the time. And, and still does. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you still hear of some of these old school guys who hate Brian Michael Bendis for what he did to the Avengers. And it's like, dude, you know, I've gone back and read some of that stuff leading up to, to Disassembled, and it sucked. Well, what happened was Kurt Busiek... And George Perez had a run on Avengers. It was a long run, man. It was four or five years, and it was really good. And after they left the books, because George Perez is only going to stay in one place forever. Yeah. Or, or not forever. Um, after they ended the run of the book, it just it just started wandering. And those 20 or 30 issues between when Perez and, and Busick left the book and when they do Avengers disassembled were just bad, man. They were just bad. Yeah, it's real. It's stale. Yeah, it, it's you know the team is over bloated. You've got a bunch of people on there who, you know, they're C listers, and you know the the dynamic had just gotten old. And you know you can hate up Brian Michael Bendis all you want to, but I would argue that without Brian Michael Bendis blowing up the Avengers and reforming them, we don't have the the movies. I don't think so. I, because what? at the bottom line, all of this is driven by dollars. Okay, we want to we want to consider it an art form. We want to look at Gabriel Dalotto's art and and appreciate it as an art. But this is about dollars, man. And, and when you're one of your main titles, like Avengers, is at best mediocre in sales, you got a problem. 
and you're going to go to a guy like Brian Michael Mendes and say, hey, you do whatever you have to do to fix this. And that's what he yeah. did, man. And that's what DC is doing with him now. You know, I mean, they put him on Superman. Superman's better than it's ever been. Um, you know, he's doing Legion of Superheroes now. They announced recently. He's 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 applying the same formula to the DC stuff. He he did a he's doing a mini series for him, limited series. And uh, shoot, I can't remember the name of it. But I got I bought the first issue last week and Leviathan something like yes, that. Yes, yes, it yeah. is. That was really good. Issue one came out last week. Okay, I have no idea what it's about, but um, I I don't know, man. I don't know, and I think it ties all ties into the dark metal thing, but I'm not sure. Okay, right. Dark Knight's metal. I'm I'm since I got the DC app, I'm trying to get caught up on all my DC lore. Yeah, <laughs> really, really since I relaunched like two or three years ago. Okay, uh, whatever they called it. I'm trying to just get caught up on everything since then, but dude, it's, it's, it's hard when you got 80 years of publishing and you're trying to catch up on it in a couple of months. It's, it ain't easy to do. Oh no, Lord. No. Um, I don't know how you do it. Um, I read a lot of comic books, but I don't read comic books like that, man. Holy yeah. I, right now I'm reading dark Knight's metal. Um, it's good that I have. Read. Oh dude. Oh dude. And I'm reading, um, <laughs> Reading all of Hickman's run on Avengers, which will okay. be what our next podcast is about, by the way. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. So that's yeah, it for this. Yeah, Secret Wars. Um Nick Fury puts a team together. They go depose the leader of Latveria and he, you know, neuralizes them like in Men on Black, and, and it just doesn't go well. No, it was, it it's crazy that to think that, you know, it's been since 2004 that Nick Fury has not been head of shield. Yeah. You know, Cause he's always been in the background. And then after original sin, he's doing his, his, uh, watcher, his watcher thing. Um, it's just, it's weird to, to be like, Oh, it's been that long since Nick Fury was really head of shield. Yeah. I, and I really, I really miss him too. I really do. I, I'm looking forward to bring back. Yeah, I, I could see them doing that at some point. Yeah. Um, anyway, that is Secret Wars. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at six months behind at gmail.com. That's the number six months behind at gmail.com. Also follow us on Twitter at six months behind. And you can check out the website at www.sixmonthsbehind.com. And we'll see you next week. Peace.